And welcome to Chess Talk, another ghetto version where we are Eddie-less this week. And Why are this we time Eddie-less, Cody? Because he is actually doing some solo shows out in California, and by the time this episode is out, unfortunately, he will be done. But yeah, he's doing three solo shows in Southern California, which is awesome, and if for some reason you can hear this in the past or the future or whatever, go check him out. Uh, I can link to where he's going to be playing, and I hope he makes it back safely. If you if you if you, if you hear it in the future, though, contact me. I want to know how you did that. That's <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll uh, I'll put a post in the link dump for his shows. So yeah, it is as you've heard, Brantley. Oh hey. Uh, Robert. Oh hey. <laughs> and myself. <laughs> but you don't. No one calls him Robert. No, I just don't like being mocked. I wasn't mocking you. I'm like, that's, that's pretty. That's a pretty fun intro. I'm gonna do that one. Oh hey. Hi. Hi oh hi. Oh hi. <laughs> yeah, he's playing Pasadena tonight, uh, Santa Monica tomorrow, and then West Hollywood on Tuesday. Snap, so snap, I snap, 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 snap. Hope you survive, West Hollywood. I'm sure, I'm um, sure I'll do great. I'm sure I'll do great things there. Mm-hmm. So how have you been, Rob? What's what's oh. been going down? Um, let's see. Well, last time I was couple, on a couple weeks ago. Um, n- not much. I think I, I think I talked about going to a career fair. So I did that. That was an interesting experience. The gender the gender bias is real. It's mostly men. Uh, in in whoa, I know, crazy. <laughs> it's it like a, it's a super boring field. Uh, whoa, hey there, hey, James. <laughs> you do stuff. You make things. Hmm. But well, I did that, uh, starting on my capstone in school, and that's pretty cool. So we're working with uh, an unnamed uh, hospital group and working on an app for kids with type 1 diabetes and mm-hmm. uh, kind, of, kind of gamifying it um, just so that they can better track their glucose and blood sugar levels and everything else. So, Just uh, you? N- no, it's a group of uh, five seniors uh, that's at, cool. at ASU. Mm. Nice. Yeah, that's about it right now. Other than that, just trying to win some chicken dinners and not Fine. succeeding. Chicken dinners, finding a job, taking the dog for a walk on a daily basis. You know. Now that he can walk, good. He can walk good. He can bark good, yeah. too, we found out today. Oh, really? Yeah. What was he barking at? Uh, a man in another backyard. <laughs> it was pretty funny. He's like, he went crazy. I'm like, whoa, 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 sir. He can do this. I thought for a second you were like talking down to the neighbor, like, sir, please, my dog is here. (laughs) Sir, you stop shuffling back here. It's upsetting him a lot. He is very sensitive. Uh, I've noticed he's actually, he is very sensitive. He's kind of uh, uh, a puss. Uh, uh, Not puss, but uh, (laughs) lack lack of better term. He's like a pussycat. He just does not know what to, uh, how to deal with outside world. So we're trying to work on that too. Yeah, like, expose him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, any sounds when we're walking, he just, like, is terrified. But enough about my dog. He's he's fabulous. I don't think we've talked enough about your dog. <laughs> we can stop talking about your dog. It's okay. <laughs> Have you been playing any new games or no? Uh, I downloaded a game called Screeps. It's kind of like... Um, Screeps? How do you spell that? Uh, S-C-R-E-E-P-S. Unless you're, like, into programming type of stuff, you're probably not going to like it. Um, Have you heard of the game um, T.S.? 101? Yes. Or TIS 100. Yeah, someone showed that to me. Oh, actually, at one of the club meetings uh, at at, at ASU, somebody showed a demo of that, and it's a very interesting game. It's like 
um, I was gifted to it by Chris, and it is hard <laughs> to yeah. say the least. Like every level I beat, I had to look up a guide on how to beat it because I'm like I have no idea what it is and what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, it's, it's basically like a mock assembly language kind of right. thing, and that I took a class on that, and that is just very challenging because it's a very different way of approaching computer programming because it's it's so old. So what is Screeps then? It's a newer way of approaching <laughs> programming a computer. Uh, it's basically like uh, think like a StarCraft is, or any really RTS, where you have different elements that you have to control to do things like harvest or build buildings or build units. But you do that programmatically. So like for each type of unit, actually really anything in the game, you're programming it logic to do those movements. So it, it sounds lame, but it's it uses. It absolutely is lame. I bet. <laughs> no, it's it's kind of cool because you're you're applying. I'm pretty sure it's a, it's JavaScript. I believe. I, I was about to ask like what language is it based on? Yeah, I'm like 90% sure it's JavaScript. Like everything but, is done in scripting language. So. But JavaScript is garbage. Whoa, it's not. It's actually not. It, I, I'm doing some stuff on JavaScript. It's actually uh, a lot more powerful than I thought. I'll show it afterwards. I'll show it to you. It's kind of interesting. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm looking at the Steam page right now. I'm looking at the reviews and what people are saying. It seems interesting. I just don't know how steep the learning curve would be as someone who never dabbled in JavaScript. So, like, is the tutorial inclusive enough? I mean, it gives you the code for the tutorial, but beyond okay. that, you need, you need to have an understanding of, like, okay, right. language, that, like, programming and stuff like that just to kind of get get started. But right, it's cheap and it's fun, so. Yeah. Um, Brittany and I started playing a new game. <laughs> so I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> How, so, how excited were you to start playing Overcooked, Brittany? I was so excited then. We started talking about it like a week or two ago. We started talking about it last week. And then we played it the other day. <laughs> and we played it for maybe 20 minutes. And we were like, this is difficult. And we stopped. <laughs> and then I wanted to play it again tonight before we recorded. Because that's a great chemistry. And how did it go, Brittany? Uh, I almost punched you. <laughs> Why did you almost punch me? Because you're mean. You're really mean. <laughs> Do you want me to go through why you almost, yeah, like, what ahead. happened? Go ahead. So we were Rob, making... do you know anything about this game? I watched a, a, let's play, a couple Let's Plays on it. Okay. So you're familiar. We were on a level, I think we were making soup, and Brittany was on soup duty or something. She missed it because you didn't have a plate ready, or you put it off a plate or something, right? I don't right? know. I don't remember. Yeah. So it took her like 10 extra seconds and so she missed the window of when we would get a tip for it. Mm -hmm. And then we were short like four points from getting three stars on the level. And I was like, oh hey, if you had delivered that one plate, we would have got three stars. <laughs> and immediately she was like, I am done playing this with you. <laughs> oh, that, ga that game and games like it are so much fun to play w with your significant other. Um, I... I would probably like it a lot better with two other people because with just two of you, it's a lot to do and you can definitely see how it's designed to have four people. Yeah. yeah so yeah. like if you and your wife ever came over, like this would be a perfect game for the four of us to play because, you know, two couples, we would never get mad at each other. Uh, my, my wife? <laughs> Who is this person you speak to? Your computer, about? sorry. Yeah, sorry. She we can hook them up together. Oh, the lady the lady that I live with that works and sleeps, so, right? Yeah. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, that would be fun. Uh, she would probably get frustrated, like how we get frustrated playing like Battle Block Theater. Oh so, God, yeah. 
it'd, it'd be very similar. <laughs> and that game's infuriating once you get further in. We are only in like the fourth stage where we just started to learn how to make pizza. We, d we didn't even start. I just wanted to see the recipe, but it seems like you have to chop the cheese, you have to chop the tomato, and then you have to roll the dough, and then you have to put it in the oven. But, of course, you only have a certain amount of things you can do on your own side. So, it's just like, you have to cooperate, but at the same time, I don't know, there's always downtime for somebody, and it just feels like you're wasting time. Yeah. I, th I think a three seems to be the optimal number of players for that three, game. Three, really? Yeah, because when I was watching, um, who was it? I think it was uh, Rooster Teeth on their, their Let's Play channel. Uh, or this person just wasn't very good. Uh, there was one person who was like constantly, not one sing singular person, but like a person throughout the, the course of the game was kind of just sitting there and like didn't know what to do. <laughs> it's like some, they would do a movement and the other side would respond. And then there was somebody on that side would wait. And it's a lot, a lot of waiting for, like, one person every couple seconds. And it was very unoptimized. Yeah, there was a level with, like, conveyor belts. And, like, we could I could only bring her the... I didn't... I wasn't able to chop anything, but I could give her the ingredients. And so I'd hand her the ingredients, and then I would just be stuck waiting while she chopped. And then, like, she would hand me the ingredients, and I would put it on, like, fire or get them all prepared. And then she would be stuck waiting until I was able to give her ingredients. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's why plenty of one person to do, like, the running back and forth on one side. Exactly. Makes mm -hmm. it easier. I guess four would probably make it better for that scenario. I think also each level is is, is unique because the level I watched or fucking bullshit talking. is what they are. <laughs> There's one. You played a pirate ship level. Which one? Yeah, that was one of the first levels. <laughs> the the one there, there's the another one. <laughs> there's a. It's got the two two I think horizontal bars like slide mm -hmm. back and forth so it like locks people in, on certain sides. Yeah, with like soup. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that yeah, was mushroom, one of the first ones. Mushroom and tomato yeah. soup. Yeah, yeah, that one was fun to watch. <sighs> Do you have what are your thoughts on it, Brittany, as someone who is super excited? I hate it. <laughs> so you're gonna That's play it. tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. No, no. Do you think it is a good game, like objectively? Yeah. Like it's challenging and like the concept sounds dumb, but it's not dumb, it's just fun. It just, it's dumb fun. Yeah. I just wish I was good at it. Well, it also didn't help that we didn't learn that you could dash until the third stage, and then Brittany, like, she's still getting used to, like, controlling it, and so she forgets to dash, and so that's what I would yell at her the most. <laughs> I wanted to hit you. She's just, like, walking over slowly, and like, please, for the love of God, dash so I can get this started. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's just the nature of the game. It makes you freak the fuck out. I would just rather play Mario Party. Oh, dude. I, I can't wait for the Switch to get Mario Party. Is that announced? Do you know? No, it, I don't think. Let me double check. I'm pretty sure it's not. Yeah. I, you, you can check it. To do upcoming games for the Switch. I don't think it is. I don't think so either. No, just a bunch of like uh, ports like Hollow Knight, Owlboy, Doom, Xenoblade Chronicles... Do, do, do. Elder Scrolls, Stardew Valley. Oh, what? You, you don't want? No, it's just so dumb with it doing another freaking Skyrim release. They're like, going to keep doing it until it's 10 years old, and then they can do the 10-year anniversary for Skyrim. It's just like... Like, it's cool that it's coming, though. They can bring a game like that that's still graphically beautiful, even though it's like five or six years old. It's six and, years old. 
and games like Doom and Wolfenstein are coming to the console. Like, it's really cool, but like those last two, those are far more pertinent than bringing Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Skyrim, Skyrim's dead. Like, you could, it, it, it's such a, uh, it's, especially because there's no mods. It's so much harder to get back into the game to do the same thing again you've done multiple times. Unless you really love the game or you've never played it. Yeah, I think it's good to bring in people that have never played it. But at this point, how have you not played it? Would you ever get a Switch run? A Switch? I have one. I was actually going to say, I just uh, rented the Rabbids Mario Kingdom game. That game's actually pretty fun. It's a great... It's XCOM, but Mario. Yeah. I never played XCOM, so I didn't. I don't. I don't know the the comparison. It's the exact same setup. Like you pick your squad, and each person has its own different abilities, and then it's like turn-based combat, basically. So if you like the Mario Rabbids game, then you would like XCOM because it's Mario Rabbids with aliens. Mario Rabbit. I mean, I'll check out XCOM, but I mean, it's cool because it's fun. It's Mario and you know Rabbids, but it's like one of those games you could just pick up and play for like twenty or thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. And then just put it back down and be like, that was fun. Are you going to beat it, or did you just want to check it out and see what it was like? It's 60 bucks, and like all, most of the games for the Switch are 60 bucks, and it's kind of hard to justify throwing that much money down on a game like that. Whereas games like, I think, uh, Zelda, Legend of Breath of the Wild, um, is, I think, worth the $60, whereas that game, it's too kitty and not a, like a, ser- like a quote-unquote hardcore gamer kind of game. You know, a quintess- the quintessential gamer wouldn't play that game all the time. They'd play something like, um, you know, Skyrim or something else, but that is counterintuitive. Do you think you got the Switch too early, or do you think you're, like, okay with getting it immediately, even though there isn't that many games? No, I got it I got it early. Well, I got it when I could find it, really. We were trying for, like, since we got married to get it. Like, the day after we got married, we went drove around L.A. to try to find one and couldn't. Um, mm-hmm. I-, I chose to get it earlier because I know towards the holiday, just the the uh, supply constraint is just going to get worse as yep. games like Mario Odyssey come out or a Pokemon tournament come out. It's just going to get worse. So, and the price isn't going to change. So, what is it? Three hundred? Yeah, I think it's like two hundred nine, three hundred dollars. And you never want one, Brittany, or not never, but you don't want one right now. Um, I don't want to pay for it. <laughs> But if you happen to get one, you would be fine. Yeah, like, I'm not going to say no to a game. Like, gosh. What was the last game console you bought? That I bought? Yeah. I think I bought my refurbished PlayStation 2. Not the 360? Oh, I bought that from my sister. I don't know if that counts. Oh, I mean, was it more recent? I've never seen you play the 360. I have. It's just been a while. I've seen you play the PS2, but never seen you play the 360. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I just didn't even know, like, if it was... I've only ever seen the box. Like, I don't think I've actually seen the 360, like, out, you know? It's been... It was in my TV stand. Was it? Yeah. It was just sitting there collecting dust. <laughs> yeah, it was just too dusty. I couldn't tell yeah. what it actually looked like. Yeah. What's your opinion, Brittany, on on video games? Videos. I wasn't listening. <laughs> I mean, did you have anything going on that you wanted to talk about? With games? I mean, anything, you know. Oh, we saw the trailer for that movie. Oh, yeah. I'm what was it called again? Um, three billboards outside something. 
the three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Uh, Your movie sucks. He did a quickie about it. Mm-hmm. And spoilers, he gave it a 10 out of 10, <laughs> which is pretty rare for him. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen him actually give out a 10 out of 10. Have you ever watched any of Your Movie Sucks videos, Rob? Uh, I've watched, um, I think, one or two. Not not uh, a lot. He's kind of a movie snob. Yeah. Oh, of what? course. That's his entire channel. Yeah. I, I thought he was. I thought he was going to be about what uh, Cinnamon says, Cinema Sins was, but he's he is way more like elitist about it. Like. Yeah. yeah he's super analytical and like it's cool. Like because I never watch movies in the same light that he does. Yeah. And I went into the trailer expecting it to be kind of super artsy and snobby, but it actually seems you know interesting and like just a movie, not like an art piece, you know. So up until they showed the uh, from the director of or from whatever of Seven Psychopaths and in Bruges, I'm like, this movie feels really familiar in like its character. I've uh, never seen those movies. Uh, Seven Psychopaths is I pretty sure it's the I'm pretty sure I've, I'm thinking of the same one in my head right now. Um, but they're both like very absurdist kind of takes on to to me. Um, like normal interactions people have and just people that have abnormal responses or stor- uh, responses that don't necessarily fit the situation exactly like mm. like uh, like how the mom instead of her being like you know grieving and sad and everything else she uh she's aggressive and angry and like violent and just goes out of her way to pick fights with everybody and yeah. I, I, I I enjoy that it, it seems like a very different kind of uh uh, movie. And I, I don't think it's trying to be funny, but it, it did come off kind of funny. It's a black comedy. Yeah. Well, and so like, so is Seven Psychopaths. Yeah. All of um, Martin McDonagh's Mar- movies are like black comedies. Yeah. It seems like he's just telling a story. It just parts happen to be funny, but it's not a comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if you if you uh, if you have not seen In Bruges or uh, Seven Psychopaths, I highly recommend both of them. They're very good. I've heard good things about both. Yeah, Seven Psychopaths. Well, Seven Psychopaths got uh, Christopher Walken in it, so, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. there's that. Yeah. Oh. Um, I was excited to see Frances McDormand in, like, a more serious role. Because the last time I saw her was, like, Fargo and then Burn After Reading, and she always played, like, a goofy character. Yeah. That, and, like, she's a lot that. more intense this time. Like, it was cool. Like, she reminded me a little bit of, like, um, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a very yeah. empowered female character. Yeah, and not yeah. just like a goofy female. So yeah. That's cool. She actually has character and depth to her. Yeah. So, oh, I thought good. she looks like she's doing an amazing job in it. Like, a great choice for the lead. Yeah, no, it definitely seems like the town itself is going to play a huge part. Like, the bystanders and just the regular people that she interacts with and how they interact with her is going to be a huge part of the movie because in the quickie he said like a lot of the people you think like by watching the trailer like you think you have an idea of their motivations and how you'll feel about them it's totally different like when you watch the movie and like you get to know the people and the characters in the movie mm-hmm. so that's why i want to see it because i want to see how this story unfolds and like what the resolution is if any because yeah. based on the trailer like it didn't seem like anything got accomplished mm-hmm. yeah definitely well it looks like i think uh samwell sam rockwell's character might be gay there was a, a brief like yeah scene 
and like, like him and another cop like clutching each other. Yeah, I think it's the the other bald headed cop that said don't mm-hmm. <laughs> don't respond to her. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was funny too. Yeah. So, but yeah, it looks looks really good. Oh, she was Mrs. Pettigrew. Mm-hmm. And okay. what? I don't know what that is. Mrs. Pettigrew lives for a day. Uh, okay, I see. Oh. Yeah, potentially movie of the year for you, Brittany, or you want to see it before? I want to see it before I make that call. Making it both because you still got to see Murder in the Oriental Express, right? Oh, it looks so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Agatha yeah, Christie is like, ooh, favorite author. So. Oh, it's a book? Agatha Christie wrote Murder on the Orient Express. Mm-hmm. And like yes. every mystery novel ever, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, so good. Another movie, I guess, is uh, Ghost in the Shell. I just watched it. Did you see it in theaters, Rob? I did not. I saw it at home with my wife. Did you watch the anime? I have never seen the anime. Damn it! I've never seen the anime too. Okay, I was I was banking on you having seen the anime, and so you'd be able to like bridge the gap between anime and the movie. Unfortunately, um, I have not seen much anime lately. What did you think about the movie, though? Um. So again, not having come from not seeing the anime, um, I thought it was really good. It was a entertaining movie. It dealt with a lot of kind of like future. Um, you know, issues that could arise from like, you know, androids and, you know, uh, cybernetics and everything else. And also, yeah, like, I definitely got like a Black Mirror vibe off of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it was fun. I mean, it was, it was a little, some parts were a little campy, but I mean, it seemed like a just kind of tropey action movie. <laughs> and I don't know if it just directly copied the story from the anime. And maybe like when the anime came out, it wasn't super tropey. And, like, maybe the anime kind of, like, set the stage for a lot of these cliches. I, I, I don't think it was a hunt, because I, I did a little bit of reading about it after uh, I watched it, just kind of, like, learn more about it. Um, and my understanding is the fans weren't necessarily super happy with it, but it definitely uh, was, like, semi-faithful to it. So Semi-faithful? Semi-faithful. Like, it, it didn't, like, the major storyline was there, but, like... They definitely deviated. Yes, 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 yes. So, I mean... Yeah, no, it came out... The original manga came out from April 1989 to November 1990. And then the very first film came out in 1995. But yeah, I watched it, and I thought it was just straight up like an action movie. Like, I didn't try and think about it as... Well, I didn't try and compare it to the anime, because obviously I never saw it. But while I was watching it, I was seeing scenes, and I was like, I wonder how they portrayed this in the anime and the manga yeah that's a good point like i wanted to know like okay like is it super faithful or are they just making stuff up because they wanted it to be like a super action movie like all the gunfights and the her going hand-in-hand combat for pretty much every fight like going rogue basically like just wanting to fight on her own like i was like is this how the anime was or is it more like a cop drama you know are they taking liberties are they taking for these scenes mm-hmm yeah. Well, do you, do you of, think it? it okay. I would say I kind of you kind of my favorite reference for movies like this, um, where they have a source material and then they adapted them to a, a new type of medium, looks like you know live action movie. I kind of look at it at like The Watchmen, how that mm. is extremely faithful, a lot of times shot for shot to the comic books. Um, I mean, obviously the 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 the, the plot device towards the end about Doctor Manhattan's significantly different, but it's the same. Outcome. Similar, yeah. So, like, 
that would I would say is kind of like not the gold standard, but a very high bar if you want to compare it to something. Whereas I, I felt the Ghost in the Shell, from what I was reading, is more akin to like Transformers. Like really, not not as extreme, but like it, it's trends of that direction versus towards Watchmen. Like it's not as serious per se as no the movie. Like, like how Transformers has like an established like lore and everything else, and yeah. and, a, and a continuity where and. Transformers the movies are very much like hey let's create a new storyline every time we create a movie and there's a, a right lot, okay lot that makes sense small threads between them so I meant maybe I'll give the best explanation but that's kind of how I in my head I like, like a continuum you know one end has Transformers the other end is like Watchmen hmm. and you never wanted to watch it right Brittany not really yeah it just seemed like action movie no it just seemed like a what was that movie? Aeon Flux? <laughs> it just, like, reminded oh. me of that for whatever reason. Yeah. I was like, I yeah, have no the, interest Charlie in this. Charlie Theron? Yeah. Yeah, that movie oh. apparently was way worse, though. I don't know. It, when it's, like, a movie based on, like, source material, and I don't know the source material, like, I don't mm-hmm. particularly have an attachment or interest in it. Mm-hmm. So... And it yeah, that's why that I sense. waited to watch it, I guess, because I didn't want... I didn't care too much to like pay for it and support it because I'm not a fan. Yeah. I don't know if that's wrong of me, but I was just like, hey, I have a couple hours to kill. I should watch this movie because it came out this year and maybe I'll actually really like it. I didn't. <laughs> 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 I didn't hate it. Like, I was just watching it and I like, kind of had a deal. Like, by 30 minutes, I was like, oh, I know where this movie is going to go. Like, yeah. I know I spoiled it for Brittany, but it's just, you know, oh, the people, the organization you've been following the whole time, they're actually the bad guys, and they've been lying to you the whole time. Yeah, well, and that's that's just, I think, part of the bad writing, um, because it's coming from a manga, and the, the storylines have longer time to develop, yeah. whereas in this one, they basically kind of telegraphed it with having that head guy be, you know, overtly evil. Yeah, overtly, overtly, like, strict about having her yeah. work. I think too is when you read comic books, you oft you oftentimes get multiple perspectives, um, mm-hmm. interspaced, and in movies you you kind of spoil the the the, the build up. And when do you do that because of the sh- the shortness of the of the film? And going back to Watchmen, do you think this would have done better if it was like a three hour runtime like Watchmen? I think it probably done it better. I mean, obviously different actors and everything else. It was done like in a um, a mini series. You have time mm-hmm. to build characters. You you build depth of relationship with characters, whereas movies are kind of forced to push everything together. And it, it's similar to kind of how like what DC had been doing with like Suicide Squad. Obviously, a bigger cast, but they push together all these relationships, and you're supposed to, you're expected to like care. And yeah, so- I think most movies, like if they were just transformed into miniseries, I think they would do better because yeah. it's easier to get attached to people you see for ten hours as opposed to two. And that, that's, I think that's why you know the shows like The Walking Dead or or Lost, they're just so interesting and you're so intrigued by it because you become invested in those relationships. And a show, yeah. and, our, and, and and I think the manga with um, uh, Ghost in the Shell, you're supposed to be drawn in into those relationships, and the movie just did not, I think, do it justice in that capacity. Yeah, like the manga had a year basically <laughs> of development, whereas you get two hours for the movie i didn't think scarlett johansson herself had anything to do with the quote-unquote failure the money or the movie did make its money back it had a buck 
production budget of 110 million and worldwide it made 169 million. So like it made its money back. It wasn't a failure. No, but the other problem too is for a big big budget film like that, they're banking on like two to three times return. Oh yeah, and like they're hoping to not even have a question of oh did we make our money back? Like no, like we definitely made our money back. Yeah, but I think Scarlett Johansson she did fine because like I said it wasn't action movie and like she's Black Widow so she has the experience and she knows how to act and fight I guess. Yeah, there's definitely a translation layer there between the two roles where it's it's so very similar. Yeah, no, definitely. And one the, I was gonna say that I think the visuals for that movie were really, really good. Um, that was probably the best part about this movie is the visuals, and it's probably yeah. where most of the budget went. Definitely, and it's that 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 uh, you know punk neo noir kind of uh, cyberpunk. Yeah, cyberpunk as it was. Um, shows or movies like that, and then you know old old Blade Runner, and then the new one coming out. That that kind of you know cityscape is always just really fun to look at and see mm-hmm. where technology could have taken us or where it may eventually take us. Still, are you guys excited for the new Blade Runner? I am. Yes. I've never seen any original. There's only the one. I've right? never seen anything related to it, so. You should uh, take a time, take a take a couple hours, just watch it. It's it's a very good movie. It's good to, it has a lot of like thematic elements that are that transcend kind of like the movie's overall mm-hmm. storyline. It's gonna make you think about stuff because it's, it's a it's a Philip K. Dick uh, based novel, a movie based on a novel he wrote yeah. called um, Do Android Dream of Electric Sheep. Yeah, I've heard and of the book. Yeah, so it's kind of the same vein. I mean, that's that's what what was that the movie that came out? Uh, Scanner Darkly. Mm-hmm. Kind of like one of the movies that came out that are just very fun to kind of re- enjoy as as it is and then think about kind of what's actually going on. And Do you think that Blade Runner warrants a sequel or are they just kind of making one? I, I believe that he actually wrote a sequel and it never was published. Okay. Let me double check on that. But um, yeah, I think it does. I think it, it, it's it's going to be fan service to it to an extent, but I think... Um, I think there's enough um, richness in the lore um, that it they is, can make it work. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it'll be. I think it'll be good. Plus Harrison Ford's in it, and I always like watching him. He was in the original, right? Him and Arnold. Yeah, he was Deckard. Um, no, no, Arnold. It wasn't Arnold. It was. Uh, Brian Cranston. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, no Brian. I'm Cranston. just saying. I'm just saying names at this point. <laughs> Brian Cranston actually was in it, but at, uh, oh, okay. Uh, Rutger Hauer, what is his name? How you pronounce it? I don't know. Yeah, Rutger Hauer. Um, he's plays the, the kind of the foil to Harrison Ford's character. What movie, futuristic movie, was Arnold in? Because I swear he was in a movie he's like been, that. Terminator. T- Terminator. No, not it's not Terminator. Like T- Total Recall. Uh, Total Recall. That's what it is. Yeah, okay. That, that's a good yeah. Brian Cranston was in that remake. That's what he was in. Okay. Yes. It all makes sense now. It all makes sense. Yes, yeah, so I'm not actually, crazy. There are so. Oh no no. So there are sequels, but they're not done by Philip K. Dick. Mm. What? They were filled followed up by K. W. Jeter. Who is that? Uh, I don't know who he is in relation to Philip K. Dick. Like um, a protege or? It doesn't really doesn't really touch on that, but he did a lot of um, Star Star Trek. Um, Okay, so they, they are authorized uh, sequels from the movie. Mm-hmm. So they're based huh. on the movie, but they're books. But he also writes a lot of uh, Star Trek stuff. And how many are there? There, I think there's three sequels. Okay. Uh, the Edge of Human, Replicant Knight, and then I and Talon. 
So, but I don't know. I don't know what if if the sequel movie is going to be related to those two at all, or those three. Hmm. So I don't know. But yeah, a Total Recall, solid movie. Original Maybe one, we will watch it. Original one. Be prepared for the '80s. Well, yeah, of course. I figured that would happen. Yeah, that's 40 minutes, so we can probably wrap it up here. If you guys have anything else to say, anything else you wanted to talk about? Um, no. No? I I no, Brittany? Of, I can't think of anything. <laughs> I think I said a lot this episode, so... I think she really, she's really just been thinking about playing uh, Overcooked. So. Not at all. Or regretting it. <laughs> Absolutely. Has that, has that game brought down your night, or are you just... I mean, I was already, like, annoyed. <laughs> And? So just cherry on top. <laughs> yeah. I need some okay. ice cream. Okay. Ice cream we can get ice cream. No, <laughs> we'll probably watch some trash. Tell them what we're watching. Gilmore Girls. <laughs> it's so good though. Who no. are you people? I told him if he gets bored of Gilmore Girls, we're watching Firefly. Oh, just watch Firefly. That's actually good. <laughs> he didn't but like I don't Firefly. like Firefly. Because <laughs> you're the you, worst. You, can you leave him right now? That's unacceptable behavior. What don't you like? Did you see Serenity then? No, he hasn't seen anything. I haven't watched I've seen Ser- two episodes. It doesn't That's matter. Not, yeah. It's only one season. <laughs> okay, well, I've seen two episodes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well. Now, now that you guys are attacking me. Yeah. <laughs> You got it. <laughs> He's such so delicate. Mm-hmm. I am hurt emotionally. Um, okay, yeah, we can wrap it up. Uh, sorry for the short episode this week. All you chess talk fans, uh, next week Eddie will be back and it'll be a regular episode. We'll see who we get on. Uh, any final words, you guys? Thank you. Support your indie developers for games like Overcooked. That's what I have to say. Yeah. Support. Breakup counseling and play Overcooked. Yes, forget you know, get marriage counseling on the line and then start playing Overcooked in case anything bad happens. Yeah, exactly. It just prepares you. It's just you need to get ready to prepare for your marriage counseling. It's like okay, we're gonna play Overcooked so we know what to talk about during the session. <laughs> That's what it's for. He's not wrong, people. Yeah, check out us on iTunes. Check out our Twitter, Chess underscore Talk, and our website, Chess Talk Podcast. And yeah, see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.